Wealthy Author Podcast, episode number 31, Creating the Life You Desire and Love You Deserve, with Rihanna Welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Author Podcast. I am your host, D. Orlando Fortune. This is a show about business and authors. With the growing demand for information, entrepreneurs must learn how to turn their ideas into words on a page that bring in cash and share a unique message. This podcast brings you the strategies, tips, and bars to do just that and do it well using a book. I have a special gift for you, my listeners. You've been listening to the podcast because you're thinking about writing a book. And one of the biggest challenges I hear is, Fortune, I want to write a book, but when I sit down to do it, my brain goes blank. I have all these ideas and poof, they're gone. Well, I've heard you and I have a solution. Now, what if I told you that you could get rid of that anxiety, that you could plan out your entire book in less than an hour? And do it in such a way that when you finally sit down to write the words will just flow out of you just like they do when you're having a conversation. You could eliminate the nerves because you have a plan. Now, would that help? Your solution is the four brains templates. This strategy uses both sides of the brain, the logical and the creative, to pull out your message and give you prompts that make writing as easy as answering questions. No more stressing out over the blinking cursor on the screen that seems to be mocking you or typing out a bunch of garbage that you eventually delete. Grab your copy of the template at thoughtfortunepress.com forward slash four brains and get your message done right the first time. Now, by this time tomorrow, you'll be amazed at how easy it was to finally get started on becoming a real author. Don't wait any longer because you didn't know how to get started. With this template, you'll finally feel confident that you'll be able to write your book. Remember, you're only one book away from your next business breakthrough. Go to thoughtfortunepress.com forward slash four brains and get the goods now. So in today's episode, we're going to have a conversation with Rihanna Milne. And I just totally enjoyed this conversation because not only is she scientific um, with like three different degrees, but she's also spiritual. And that's just who I am. I love going into the scientific side and the spiritual side of a subject and That's what you're going to get in this episode. You're not going to go too woo-woo and you're not going to get too technical either. So you're going to have a conversation that is easy to digest, easy to understand. And if you listen well, you will find some healing through some of the, uh, the questions and the ideas that Rihanna gives you during this episode. Some things to listen to are the power of the question, what can I do? Rihanna gives mentions it a couple times in this interview. And she gives some ideas on what that actually looks like from a spiritual perspective and how it will affect all your decisions moving forward in your life. Also listen for how to adapt the great there's room for me mindset. Now, this is interesting idea because as you hear in Rihanna's story, there's a lot of trauma, a lot of things that happen. And she's always looked at as like she's not going to make 
make it doing whatever it is that she has on her mind to do. But yet she has this simple little, this simple mindset that helps her to go after what she wants to do anyway. All right, number, the, the third thing to look for in here are the 10 traumas of childhood and where to get an assessment. So Rihanna breaks down what she calls the 10 traumas of childhood and gives questions for you to look at your life and see where there's some trauma that has happened in your life. And so that you're better able to see how you uh, can assess what's going on and then go get help for that or start getting the healing from that area of trauma from your childhood. And it doesn't have to be something major. You just have to listen for that area. You'll find out what I mean there. And to follow that up, she also, um, as on point number four here, is to listen for what it means to climb the rainbow. Yes, she said climb the rainbow towards healing childhood trauma. Okay, so listen for all this information, y'all, and just get your pen and paper ready because this is going to be a great one. All right, yo, um, today's conversation, uh, man, we have a lady who has a lot of experience helping people get over themselves. Uh, the lady, the, our guest today, you know what? I got a, I got a, a, a bio I want to read to y'all right off the bat to set the stage for today's conversation before we get into one of or all of the seven books that she's written for those of you who are still worried about writing your first one. all right so as a certified global life and love coach and cctp which stands for certified clinical trauma professional uh, which we'll definitely figure out what that means uh, i help those nine to ten adults who struggle in life and love due to unhealed unconscious childhood traumas so many of those people especially with dealing with uh, recovery and addiction myself many have one to three of the ten traumas i named but most have more. Unhealed trauma leads to emotional triggers in life and relationships and unfavorable behavior patterns in business. Failure to launch, fear of risk or growth, high anxiety towards failure or in love, such as jealousy, control, quick temper, codependency, love addiction, and more. Life can be impacted with anxiety, depression, addiction, or not feeling good enough, all from unhealed unconscious childhood trauma. See, there it is. This topic is very important for women and men to know to help them evolve to be the best they can be and understand the roadblocks that could be in the way. Uh, Rihanna has written seven books and writing one on childhood trauma now. Her number one bestseller, Love Beyond Your Dreams, and it's a, and is a five-star sister book, which is Live Beyond Your Dreams. So you have Love Beyond Your Dreams and Live Beyond Your Dreams. Uh, there are part of her life and love transformation coaching courses that sell from $10,000 to $15,000. That's awesome. And as well as give free for, especially for our entrepreneur, entrepreneurs who are hearing like, yes, I can do that. And as well as I give, uh, she gives five uh, free chapter downloads as an opt-in at rihannamilney.com. Definitely have that in the show notes. And she has created 150 page notebooks for, uh, from research that are original and would not be for sale. Okay. So her books are in the lead in to the courses that she have where there is more profound education and her books are self-published, but they are in the Barnes and Noble stores. Definitely love hearing that. I'll hear about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, She dove deep into this topic when she realized she was attracting emotionally unhealthy partners and wanted to know why. And their toxic behaviors and acting out hurt her emotionally, financially, and in business. Wow. Um, she now know she now helps others with their past pain to help them heal and move on to attract emotionally healthy, evolved, and conscious love, as well as to succeed in life and business with the mindset for success. Despite a lot of difficult transition, this mindset kept her going to global success in her niche 
And if we, if we can all recognize and help educate this new research, also called ACEs, then we can stop the negative impacts on both adults and children's lives. Riata, welcome. Hi, Fortune. Thank you so much. <laughs> How you doing? Thanks for having me. Most definitely. I, I am fantastic. Um, <clears throat> we both have a little bit of a scratchy throats coming in <laughs> yes. here. We're not in our most melodic tone, but it's okay. I speak from authority. I speak from a diaphragm anyway. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So as we go into today's conversation, to the first one, the first question, just a, a straight up, just a law softball to you. What are you reading now? I always have two to three books going at one time, mm. uh, depending what I feel like reading. So I do like, um, I have a magazine, actually, The Science of Happiness by Time Life. They put out these really? great article magazines mm -hmm. every couple of months. Mm -hmm. And I see them right in my grocery market. And so if it applies to my clients, it's back-to-back -back articles. And I'd like to do summaries on those and get them out to my clients or use them part of my podcast, Lessons in Life and Love. And then I, I'm reading two other different books by Ernest Holmes. And uh, that's from the Center of Spiritual Living. It's uh, using spirituality as part of the mindset for success in all life areas. So I oh, tend yeah. to read motivational, inspirational books. We're going to get around fantastically. Mm -hmm. I definitely got to include spirituality into success. You can't. That's right. Oh, we're going to get on, get on beautifully. But you <laughs> said something interesting there from the beginning that you're taking the ideas that you're reading and almost like curating them. Is that what I'm understanding? You're curating them and providing them to your audience on the podcast and so forth. Yeah. My clients know that it's always about educating. You know, I love Tony Robbins when he says, if you're not growing, you're dying. So you always want to keep growing and learning. So if I see a great article, it's like, oh, my clients and my podcast listeners need to hear this. So then I'll say, this comes from so-and-so magazine, from this author, and I want to tell you the latest stats on love and marriage, you know, whatever. So if it inspires me, I figure it's going to inspire my listeners. And that keeps them growing and learning along with me. Excellent. So we've got a... Bar dropped in the first, the first question. We haven't even really got into the questions. You're already dropping the bars on the, on the, on the TIP family because, look, there's, there's plenty of us out here uh, who are trying to figure out how to create this content for, <laughs> for our audience and how to keep them engaged. I get to create this nurture sequence, and I don't know how to tell all these stories. And you're like, no, just we're going on a journey, and this is what I learned today. And I know you may not have seen it, but let me offer some perspective on some things that I'm learning, and I think it'll help you. Exactly. And then you can always share some of your own stories or your clients' st stories around the concept, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. bringing it back in, doing some sales in the back end, marketing on it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. All right, Rihanna. So um, let, for the audience, for TFP families, to get an introduction to who you are, we've had a, a great introduction as you, in your bio, but just tell us about your business and, the, and more importantly, more importantly, why you do what you do. The why. Okay. Well, I've been a psychotherapist since year 2000. I got a triple master's in applied clinical and counseling psychology. And I opened up my own practice in New Jersey, Therapy by the Sea by Atlantic City, <clears throat> and had the practice 14 years. But I also worked in the school systems with kids mm. uh, who had traumatic backgrounds or who were bullying or being bullied, uh, identified ADHD, just struggling in some way. So those were the kids I had. And that was from kindergarten all the way through college. I also worked in a hospital system, the uh, mental health ward for children and adolescents. 
as well as drug and alcohol facilities as a drug and alcohol counselor and educator, um, both an adolescent unit and a unit for women from the prison system, which we call drug court. Okay, so working with all this varied background, varied ages, I found very similar concepts around trauma. And, you know, whether it led to addiction or cutting or uh, sadness and depression, suicidal tendencies, these different elements seem to all come into play. And then it hit me personally when I married someone that I really loved. And I knew he was ACOA, which is an adult child of an alcoholic. So my research started there. But there were so many other traumas that he came from that weren't acknowledged in the ACOA work. So that's when my research started getting deeper with the people I was working with and the similarities to his situation. But he would be what I call a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde personality type. <laughs> Dr. Jekyll, everybody loves, just like the Broadway show. Handsome, charming, um, you know, loved, the public loved him. And then he had this completely hidden life that ended up not only ruining him, losing his job, his salary, but impacted our marriage and then impacted my work, my job. And, you know, our family structure, we each had two kids who were very happy that, that we were marrying. And, you know, so everything just fell apart by his lack of discretion um, and impulsivity and addiction. So it's like for my healing, I need to find out what he had, uh, why he did what he did. Because his last comment to me was, I don't know why I sabotage everything I love. And I wow. said, well, I'm going to find out why. So that was my mad mission. And uh, I figured if I can bring this education to the world, it's going to really help improve relationships, love relationships, and how people are treating their children, knowing that there definitely is repercussions in adulthood when kids go through traumatic upbringings. Interesting. And, and mm -hmm. um, thank you for being so open right from the beginning. I appreciate the, the, the audience being able to hear that, Someone's hearing it today, mm -hmm. um, they're, and they're gonna they're gonna receive that, knowing that they they're not alone, right. um, but there is someone out there that's fighting for them, um, and is fighting, and it's been and has also overcome similar situations. So I thank you yeah. for that. For that well, you know, the research shows fortune that ninety percent of people have at least one to three of the ten traumas that I mentioned on my childhood trauma checklist. So mm -hmm. almost all of us are impacted in some way. That's number one. And number two, you can't change what you don't understand. That mm -hmm. is my favorite quote, by the way, because you know people might put a Band-Aid on anxiety with a psychotropic pill or mm -hmm. taking a pill for depression, but they're not getting <laughs> to the root of the issues, which yes. is the, the years of in utero, zero to 11 is stage one. And I say from 11 to 17 is stage two because you could have a good childhood, but have traumatic early love experiences as well. You know, so it could, those years are very delicate to what your relationships are as an adult. Mm, yes. You know, I used to, you talk about this stuff and I'm like, I'm like piecing together all these little girlfriends I had going <laughs> the middle uh -huh. school. I was like, is that why I can't hold it? Uh -huh. But then, but there was really something that happened with, in my, in my personal life um, when I got into college and it's a cycle and it was like the, the catalyst that took me off into um, drugs and, 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 and alcohol just really going spiraling into that. Mm. Um, to the point where I ended up in a drug court myself. 
So mm-hmm. I, 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 I thank you for you people know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate people like yourself who help thank us, you. who are truly trying to change um, to get that. Because I wouldn't be talking to you right now if it wasn't for drug court. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. When I was hired, I was hired as a specialty counselor. And uh, I went in and it's like, why do I have to meet you on a Saturday? It's our morning off. I said, ladies, this is all the time I have to give you. I work morning to night, but I was hired on a special grant to -hmm. teach you some life skills. Mm -hmm. And I promise you this, I'm not going to mention the words drug or alcohol. And they're like looking at each other then what are we going to learn? I said, everything else. (laughs) But you need when you get out here, parenting skills, communication skills, job interview skills. And these ladies, the the second time I went, the first time I went, they were in the robes and curlers and Mm -hmm. were very mad at me. And the second time, they're all dressed up, hair and makeup. Good morning, Miss Rihanna. You know, they were very happy to see me. And it was a year-long project, and these women got their resumes done. You know, they learned dress for success. They learned mm, parenting. I mean, program. so many important skills, the importance of spirituality, and even not always identifying as I'm an alcoholic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I'm a loving absolutely. child of God. Stand up and say that. They're like, oh, no. are we allowed? So someone going to tell you you can't do that? <laughs> <we're> allowed? <laughs> it's mindset. Mindset. Yes. You know, you don't have to stay stuck in that negative label forever. Mm-hmm. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. No, I get you. I mean, I, um, it, for myself, when people ask me, you know, they, you know, do you not drink it? And I was like, yeah, I, I'm allergic. I just tell them right off the bat. And then if they, if someone, if I, it's more of a test for me, because if they know what that means, then I know they know why they know what it means. But the other side of it is what people I tell them is I'm a grateful recovering addict. But it's like, there you I go. Mean, you can like say that, that too. I express it like, I know that's part of me, but I'm grateful and I'm recovering and I want to express that into the world, put that out there, continue to say that. So my mind continues to accept that that I'm grateful that I'm, I am recovering. That's right. (laughs) That's a better, that's a more positive way to put it. That's Mm -hmm. right. Absolutely. Um, So with this, with this idea that you have here um, about helping with people when they're coming from this, this, this place of not knowing what's going on early in the life. It's, it's true and manifests in so many different areas of the life, whether that's in relationships, finances, and business, and so forth. Um, what was it that made you write that first book about it? Because you said you was like, I'm going to figure this out for you, and that's awesome, but that doesn't mean that you're going to share it with anybody else. Well... I haven't written that book yet. That book's okay. number eight. That's the one oh, on childhood trauma. Okay. Okay. My first book, I wrote at age 26, and that was mm-hmm. for my model and talent agency in school. Okay. So, t- okay. Before we get to the other, the love and the life, um, the love and the life, love and live <laughs> books, excuse me, 26 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about writing any books, man. I'm out, I'm out being a... <laughs> well, my life was very interesting. Uh, it was yes. very difficult all of a sudden. I was a young mom. Uh, mm-hmm. My daughter, Alexi, and Stefana were a year apart. Mm-hmm. And I divorced um, due to uh, my ex-husband and his father frauding my mom out of a large sum of money. Wow. So I was 26 years old, three quarters of a billion bankruptcy, couldn't get a loan two little girls to support. And I opened up a model and talent agency with my first month's rent and said, I can make this work. And I was going through the pieces in there, present your textbook. 
And I was going before the Board of Education in Pennsylvania. I thought, okay, four people are going to be there. I showed up to there. Where's your attorney and your accountant? It's like, mm -hmm. you're looking at her. It's all me. And it was 40 people in a U-shaped, huge room. Wow. Thrilling me to see if I deserve to be a school or not. So I didn't realize what I was really taking on as I was doing it. I just did it because it was my survival and that of my children. So long story short, there was no modeling book out there on real people models, which is what I defined we are. So I have people from five to 85, because only a certain percentage of people can be fashion models. You have to have a right. certain height and a certain look and, you know, and the rest are commercial real people. And that's what I was featuring so we had people on hospital ads and bank ads and on billboards. And yes, we did some fashion shows too and promotional stuff, but mm -hmm. primarily it was commercial real people. So I had to write the book. So it was 250 pages. Um, I hired someone to do some illustrations and everyone that came into my talent school had to buy one. So I put a price of $50 on it, which was expensive back then, but mm -hmm. they couldn't buy it anywhere. And they had to have all the techniques in there to learn to be a professional model, actor, singer, or dancer. You know, they had to learn the business. So that was my first book. Never put it out for the public. But over 10 years, that made some good money. Interesting. So you think your decision is, I don't want to get a job. I want to go build a business. <laughs> well, have... at the time, I couldn't get a job because during the divorce, the, the judge says you have to pick your kids up at 3 o'clock. And I said, oh, what nine wow. to five job can I have? It's like, I don't know, you'll figure it out. Never so it's it. like, all right, I always thought with the mindset for success, this is what I teach in my mindfulness, like what can I do, not mm -hmm. what can't I do? Mm -hmm. So I can teach, I'm from Philly, I can teach modeling acting to these people in Erie PA that wanna learn this talent and I know what to do and I'm modeling for photographers and advertising companies and they're there, Rihanna, do you have anybody like you? And it's like, no, I should train some. So that's how the idea started. <laughs> well, my first month's rent and then this is how the first book came along. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Okay, so moving forward, do you see, did you see this as a, as a, um, as a model continue creating uh, more businesses? Like let's start off with a book and then start continue building the business from that or? What happened well, you? no, it was really, you know, to fill the model and talent business. I had enjoyed writing all through school, uh, mm -hmm. high school. I worked for the newspaper. I worked for the poet. I submitted things for the poetry magazine as a younger girl. I got like 200 of my poems published. Awesome. So uh, my childhood dream, one of them was to have books in Barnes and Noble bookstore, mm -hmm. the big bookstore. Mm -hmm. You know, it was something that I always dreamed to do. And it's like, these people can get them in there. I can too. Mm -hmm. And I ended up getting who's who of American high school students, which is only one award in the school. And that was for English. And, you know, I got it for my writing. So I always loved writing. I always felt I could speak a lot from the heart, you know, and uh, people enjoyed reading my writing. So the first book, it's like, okay, it's a necessary evil. I got to write this thing and it's got to be good. It's got to train my people. So that was the first book. Okay. okay. And then okay. the second book was, mm -hmm. Uh, donated to science. Really? This was uh, for my triple master's in applied okay. clinical and counseling psychology. And we had to do a thesis. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I ended up doing a neighborhood program called Ventner Teen Vision, which mm -hmm. was helping young people from, uh, you know, impoverished areas that were struggling 
I was working at a high school, Atlantic City High School at the time, and I put notices on the high school. This was free. I got my city to back it with hot dogs and sodas, and we could use the big community room. And I taught the kids to meditate, but I did pre and post tests. And I'll tell you, they were into it. We had maybe about 80 kids, you know? And then at the end, you know, we did um, charity work, raising money for Feed the Homeless during Thanksgiving. Um, So this was what my paper was written on, the success of this program. And um, it's about resiliency in high school kids. And if you type in the title, it's now written in like 14 different languages. Yeah, well, give me that, give me that title. I was trying to write it down. Oh my gosh. Um, increasing self-esteem. It's a big scientific. I could go walk and get it and read it <laughs> to you. <laughs> no worries. I can do I, with, with From that from the beginning, I can figure out the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, look under um, my formal name, Teriana. Um, yeah, Milne. And uh, yeah, it's a science, it's a science type paper. But now I see all these people like quoting from my research and my uh, professor mentor said, Rihanna, you just wrote a dissertation. It's like, I don't care what it is. I had to talk about the program and do pre and post tests and all the scientific measurements. So I've never made a dime on that. It's probably the hardest book I ever had to write. (laughs) because of all the science, you know, that had to be cut into it. It was about um, 200 pages and 88 professional sources. Absolutely. Love it. I'm I'm in my, um, I'm in my doctoral program and I keep looking at this dissertation. I keep, they keep giving these these dissertations to read and analyze. I'm like, this is a lot of work. And I I can write a, I can write a book, but this is like, this is a whole nother level of writing. <laughs> it is. And you've got to have everything exactly right. You know, mm-hmm. every way, the way you cite the books and mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Actually, so we moved on. So on to the next one. This is awesome. I'm definitely gonna look that up because I, I just, I'm, not, I'm a nerd at this point. I, I really like reading stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. So the whole on. paper's online. It's through Excellent. Rowan University. It's online now. Uh, increasing self-concept and self-esteem in high-risk adolescents through the creative arts, blah, blah, blah. It was like a very, they, they make very long titles, <laughs> yes. you know? So you'll find it out there. Most definitely. I will find it. I got it. I got okay. It. So moving on. Uh, so the next, the next few books, uh, I'm assuming we okay. are moving into where you're coming to now. So book number three was called Watch Me, The Bold New Motivational Attitude for Personal Success. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to write the mindset for success that I taught all my models and actors from the small town to move on to big, big talent, you know, to movies, television, soap operas. Mm -hmm. One became a rocket. My own daughter was on E! Entertainment News and sings Mm -hmm. on three multi-platinum CDs and hosted for HGTV. So it's like, if you have the dream and the desire, I can teach you how to get there. That's so that's what the book was about. But I did it on an online publishing firm online. And mm. their guidelines were not very good. I didn't pick the right font that Barnes & Noble likes. The cover was not right. <laughs> so that was an expensive lesson. Although my therapy clients really loved the book. Mm. So it's like, okay, this is not going to get in BNN. Nobody's writing me back. Nobody's doing anything with this. So I'm going to take a publishing course. So mm-hmm. I took a $5,000 publishing course to learn the right thing to do. And uh, they're there. Okay, so why do you want to be published? I asked everyone in this te- you know, telephone class. Mm-hmm. I was the last one. And I said, because I want my books in the Barnes & Noble stores. And everyone started laughing right. at me. And I mm. said, watch me. I said, actually, that's the name of my book when people doubt you put you mm-hmm. down. 
that's the name of my book. I'm going to rewrite it into the format that it needs to be done properly so that they will mm -hmm. look at it right. Mm -hmm. So um, Live Beyond Your Dreams came out first, which is um, great. Wait a minute. Live Beyond Your Dreams from Fear and Doubt to Personal Power, Purpose, and Success. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was 328 pages. Mm -hmm. And um, I used some of Watch Me and then I updated it a lot, you know, so I added many more pages, took some out, put some more in. That was kind of from that foundation. Okay, and, so you expanded on Watch Me and when yeah. you wrote Live Beyond Your Dream, okay. Correct. Mm -hmm. And I hired a great cover artist from Dunn Design. I mean, the cover alone was $3,000. I hired uh, someone to do the writing of the back cover because mm -hmm. everything is down to an exact science I learned in my publishing class. Mm -hmm. uh, science I did not know of when I watched, wrote Watch Me. So um, I had that already. And uh, then I was doing so much work around childhood trauma and love that, and then my own experience happened. It's like, I got to write the book on love. Mm. What do you to watch out for? What questions should you be asking? So it's, that book is over 400 pages. And that's the one that went to number one bestseller on Amazon in couples therapy, women in spirituality, and number two in psychology. That's so interesting. Wow. You must have. Yeah. Ooh. And I wrote it from beginning of my idea to delivery at my door in Florida, because that's when I was moving to Florida in six months. See? That... <laughs> See? <laughs> TF, TFP family, we keep trying to tell people. They, they, they're, they're, when you decide it's about to get done, you just start writing and getting it done. Um, if you have that message to get out. Otherwise, you probably need to wait out. You don't need to be writing then. Don't write. <laughs> right. You have to don't have the don't passion. Don't playing games. <laughs> it, it's not easy. I mean, the, the fun part is the writing. Mm -hmm. uh, that book, you know, I always learn, have five people do your first round of editing. What do they mm -hmm. like, not like, don't get it. This is too mean, Rihanna. This is like too nice, you know, whatever they want to give me. Then I correct it. Mm -hmm. You know, some ideas I like, some I don't like. Mm -hmm. Then it goes to the editor. Now mm -hmm. we're talking an, another round of edits six, seven, eight times. So I edit that thing about, you know, 16 times by the time it, it's at my door. It's like, yes, I did it. I put it on the coffee table. And I was done. Like I haven't read that book in years. And then I picked it up, it's, I read it again several years later. I'm like, wow, this is really good. <laughs> yes, yes. You're like, man. Yeah, you know, it's like, you get so sick of it. <laughs> yeah, get so sick of it. And then it's, um, uh, it, it was great, you know, that it reached number one bestseller. And uh, how do I get in BNN store? Mm -hmm. Want to know yes. that? Okay. So I did a nice press kit, you know, with a, a nice card and, sitting right here in front of me, even like little bookmarks. Oh, mm -hmm. you know, yep. mm -hmm. everything, yep. all the promotional materials, bookmarks, postcards, matching covers. Mm -hmm. And I walked into BNN store with four copies of my book, one copy for the manager. And one, if they just want to throw it on the shelves and sell it, they mm -hmm. couldn't keep the money. So mm -hmm. I said, you know, um, let me know if you'd like, I'm local. I'd be glad to come in for book signings. Mm -hmm. So that's how it started. I started getting a lot of stores in the New Jersey, like Cherry Hill area, mm -hmm. uh, Philly, a little bit north and south of, you know, that area. So I was in about 11 stores there. And then I came to Florida and did the same thing. It was about another 11 stores and it just kind of got picked up. Excellent. I love yeah. that. I love that. I, I, I really do. I love that. Um, 
what the thing the thing I'm hearing here, uh, the, the consistent theme here is that you are continuing to evolve in your writing style. It seems like your your skills are continuing to grow. It's it's one thing to write a book to help you know to write a business for a business. It's mm-hmm. a whole other thing to write another book that's um that's academia. Yeah. Uh, then to come back and write the, the next one, like I'm going to write this book because I think it'll help people. Um, but then say it's not good enough because you taught you said earlier that you wanted to be in BNN, you wanted to be in Barnes and Noble. Yeah. You are still pursuing this dream. I'm going to be in there. So what was that journey like for you as you continue to evolve your writing? It's like because I see people deciding that they're getting they'll get scared. Like I'm not going to write good enough. Um, and you gave an idea of, and I'd love to hear your feedback on this too, as a, as a side part, as part of this question, um, how do you know when to stop editing? <laughs> like, it's good enough, like, to stop. But yeah. what, what was that like trying to figure out, like, improving my writing? How do I get to that next level? How does this writer, how do I become this next level writer um, as I write my next book and the next book? Well, I wanted to, you know, just as when I teach on a summit, yes, I come from a scientific background, but I never wanted to talk like a psychotherapist, you know, just every day, easy read, right? And Mm -hmm. everyone says that I worked with, I'm reading your books and it sounds like you're talking to me right in the room, you know, Mm. I hear you through your words. So I would just say, talk like you write, you know, to be relatable for people. And when I wrote Live, um, that was all about success in life. And then it's like, wow, I need one success in love. So it's like, they're called mm-hmm. sister books. And a lot of people don't know, um, maybe you do, but that I was quoted, half of 1% of self-published authors get in BNN, Barnes and Noble mm-hmm. stores. And I said, that's what I was told in my publishing course too. And I said, great, there's plenty of room for me. so you know people were kind of watching there's that mindset right there that's right so the first one i did was the remake of live and then after that course i did love with the same vendors working Mm -hmm. on the book so they looked identical Mm -hmm. uh just you know different covers but the same feel um and you know it's it's just knowing when you're done it's like it's good enough you know, and you can't be perfectionism around your book. You know, mm. somebody, you know, if you're working with a good editor who mm-hmm. gets to know your voice, they're not going to change your voice that much, but they will make sure they do the proper English. Absolutely. Right. Excellent. So they're not looking to change your, your book or your message if your message is solid. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I chose to self-publish because there's charity based around my books. So if really? I went to like Simon & Schuster... They take the lion's share and then they give you a quarter, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> this I can get about 50%. And then, you know, part of that goes to the charities and that's more of what I wanted. And I really wrote it with my clients in mind, plus BNN that's... was for the public, but it's part of my coaching program. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I definitely want to touch on that, but as soon as, before we touch on that, I want to hear about the charities. How are you, how do you, what are you building? Is it like, do you, do you advertise it in there? Like a part of this is going towards this foundation? Yeah, I put that in the book. Uh, Liv, I have my daughter, Alexi Panos, contribute to the back end. She's a global speaker. A lot of people know her. She's mm-hmm. amazing. And I said, one day you might want to write your own book. If you get in the back of mom's book, now you're already a published author. 
Ah, look at so she did. So I said contribution by Alexi Panos, and now she's got her own two books in Barnes and Noble. You mm-hmm. know, so that was easier. She already had something, mm-hmm. um, but she has a charity called Epic Everyday People Initiating Change, which puts water wells in Tanzania, Africa, since oh, the awesome. age of twenty. And she has uh, her and her best friend Tanil have twenty-one wells there. And then I'd give out a yearly um, scholarship to any high school student that wants to apply that's going to go to some schooling for an art. So, because mm-hmm. me and my girls were in the arts, so singing, modeling, dancing, um, DJ work, mm-hmm. broadcasting, mm-hmm. you know, just something artsy, performing arts, because there's never scholarships for that. I was, try- <laughs> I was very- thinking like, I know my sister does band scholarship, but is there anything for that other stuff? I can't think of it. Not usually. And mm-hmm. my girls were into that. And so was I, you know, with the model and talent company. So it's a $500 scholarship that is offered every year through that book. And then love book uh, gives donations to different charities that help wi- uh, women and people of domestic violence. Excellent. Love that. Love that. Love that. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. So let's, let's go into, um, uh, like how your how your book is helping to build your business. You know, okay. how, how are you using this? How are you using your books before and after uh, your business looking like before and after you start publishing these books? Yeah, well, a lot of the concepts in my books are part of my coaching. But then when I got more and more into my research, which was after I wrote those books, mm-hmm. with the childhood and love trauma piece. Mm-hmm. Then I started doing like workbook pages and handing them out to my clients. And they're like, Rihanna, you got to make a book with these one day. It's like, mm. I know another book. So I ended up writing a workbook for singles and a workbook for couples. Oh, and they're okay. 150 pages each. And they are quick and easy, but extremely insightful worksheets that my coaching clients do. Mm-hmm. And then it's interactive to help them heal from past trauma and grow on to the mindset for success. Okay. So um, they, that's like, so that's book number one, two, three, four, five, and six, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or did I miss one? Well, you have uh, <laughs> the modeling the book, the model science book, book. We had the science watch, book me. watch Me, Live, Love, and then we have the two. Yeah, uh, the two workbooks. We're about halfway through today's show, and I want to give you a quick word from our sponsor before finishing the interview. Today's show is sponsored by Thought Fortune Press. You probably know that if you're not an authority in your industry, nobody's hearing your message. And you may know that the number one way to build your authority is by authoring a book. What you probably don't know is that you can write the manuscript for your book in less than four hours. I'm D. Arlando Fortune, the lead self-publishing strategist for Thought Fortune Press, where we turn your ideas into a branded book that brings in the cash by sharing your unique message and positioning you as an authority in your industry. If you're an entrepreneur or a speaker who's thinking about already writing or want to publish your next book, but you don't want to write it, or you just want to get help getting it done, your first step is a wealthy author roadmap. This is a call to help us get to the heart of what you do for your customers. Together, we'll determine how a book will help you establish more credibility in your customers' minds and make a bigger impact in their lives while also, of course, 
increasing your revenues. During the call, we'll walk you through designing your book's outline and its content and create a publishing timeline that fits your goals, even if that means getting it done in as little as 90 days. What makes us different is that we know a book is only the first step into your world. Not only do we help you write the book, but we work with you on creating a signature suite of products, all from your book's one outline. We do all of this using the five phases of our proprietary system, the signature book formula. To get started on your personalized wealthy author roadmap, go to thoughtfortunepress.com and click the gold start here button at the top of the page. Now remember, you're only one book away. So let us at Thought Fortune Press guide you to becoming an author. Go to thoughtfortunepress.com today. Now let's get back to the tips and this today's phenomenal show uh, with Rihanna Milne. So right now I'm 100 pages into my trauma book. Mm-hmm. And a secret that I have for your listeners is I usually try and go away by myself mm-hmm. for a week to start writing. Mm-hmm. And I may take some of the books that I want to quote, like that I've read. It's like, oh yeah, I want to quote this stuff in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still enjoy that vacation. Like I wrote in Acapulco. I went for a week by myself mm-hmm. and I toured Acapulco and I was at the beach and yeah, but I also wrote a hundred pages mm-hmm. within, mm-hmm. you know, six days. So that was very productive. And I get, mm-hmm. I sit my, my desk overlooking the ocean or if I can out on the balcony. So I get the mm-hmm. air and I'm looking at the ocean. So I'm enjoying myself and mm-hmm. writing. And um, I used to do that when I lived in New Jersey, coming down to Florida, because my parents had a place in Pompano. So Mm -hmm. that was easy to do as well. It's like, all right, I need a week. You know, nobody's there. Great. You know, (laughs) come down. I'm going to write the love book now. So um, that always got me a big chunk of my book started and the rest I can add in. And I always found if I got my chapter headings first, Mm-hmm. Whatever I felt, felt like writing that day, maybe I'd write something on parenting relationships or, you know, um, one, you know, uh, are you love addicted? Mm-hmm. Are you codependent? You mm-hmm. know, the different types of chapters, it's whatever I felt like writing at that particular time. Absolutely. I love that. I love that because I mean, um, I, I definitely know that some days I'll when uh, as I'm writing a book, I don't want to write about what the next chapter is. I just, I'm not yeah. feeling that today. Don't feel it. <laughs> and you can jump feel. all over the place. It's easier that way. <laughs> yep. And put it back together. To end. So I love that. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Yeah. So I want, before we go into the next question here on what did you learn about learning, uh, what you learned from the writing process, I do, I do want to hear more about what this looks like um, as far as uh, healing from the uh, from the past, this, these these childhood wounds. What? How would a person? Um, how would someone in my audience? How much part of TFE family know that they might want to look deeper into this? I mean, you already had said that one out of, that majority of us have one out of or th- out one of to three, three of them already. <laughs> if so, you'd like, oh. Fortune, I'll mention the ten. If you'd like, I'm open. I'm okay, open. let's do it because it's really cutting edge. Um, research. And once people hear this, they're like, aha, I get it. You know, mm-hmm. why this stuff is coming up. So we'll go into the 10 and then how it shows up because that'll mm-hmm. make the most sense yep. for everyone. So um, if you're at home and able to write down on a piece of paper with a pen, that would be a good idea. 
um, make three columns. The first one you put me, the second one you put a partner, maybe someone you struggled with, and the third column you put parents. Again, because it shows you this goes through three generations. So you could put, you know, if this applied to your mom, dad, or both, you know, it will help complete some of the story um, of, you know, what happened when you were young. And this, again, is not about blame or shame. We're not looking to blame your mom and dad at this point in your life. And it's not about shaming you. We're trying to look at what were the facts that occurred while you were in this household as a little innocent person. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's what we're trying to look at. Okay, so the first one is, was there any addiction in mom or dad? So now the Kaiser Permanente study out of San Diego that talks about ACEs, adverse childhood events, does only the correlation from unhealed childhood trauma to early disease and illness in life. And they proved that very profoundly with over 17,000 people. But they didn't attack how it, you know, it influences us in love, life, or business. That's the end I looked at. So it's very mm -hmm. interesting. Our lists were different, quite different originally. And then they've added more things to their list years after that were on my list years ago. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But it's my, from my work from trauma. Okay. So addiction is one. But they just say, if your mom and dad used alcohol, me being an addictions counselor, I name 11 of them. So mm -hmm. it's drugs, alcohol, sex, meaning chronic cheating. Mm -hmm. Porn, gambling, hoarding, spending, eating, gaming, TV watching, workaholism. I didn't know hoarding was an addiction, but I guess it makes sense. Okay. Addicted to things. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it makes sense after you say it. It's like, but I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, there's many more addictions other than those, but those are some of the top popular ones. Second mm -hmm. is verbal abuse. Now, they mentioned if you witness mom and dad yelling at each other, which is in my list too. But it was very profound with my kids that I saw, the children I worked with, you know, they were hearing a lot of put downs, uh, being screamed at, You'll, you won't amount to anything, you're up to no good, your opinion doesn't matter, mm -hmm. nor did they hear, I love you, or great job, I'm proud of you. So verbal abuse or trauma can happen very much in that way. You know, uh, with a kid always striving to get some compliments or to hear, I love you. It's very sad when they don't. All right. The third one is emotional abuse or neglect. We pretty much know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. The fourth one is physical abuse, beating, mm -hmm. sexual abuse, rape, or molestation. Mm -hmm. That could have occurred inside or outside of the home. And that's why I said some of these go into later years as well as could happen in early years. Okay. Um, the next one is abandonment. They didn't even have this on the list. And I saw so many cases of abandonment. So there's two types that I named, fault and no fault. So a fault abandonment would be if a parent chose to never be in the child's life. Mm -hmm. They were in the life for a little while, but divorced and took off or left the relationship and rarely sees that child. Mm -hmm. Or even, you know, you have some time with that child, but it's inconsistent and you're not really having good quality time. Mm -hmm. Okay. A no-fault abandonment was, would be if a parent died early or was taken away from you, mm -hmm. right? Um, if they went off to war to help serve their country. Or like my situation, my dad worked away from the home a lot, but we did not know he was FBI and CIA. My dad was mm. like James Bond. But I do <laughs> remember as a little kid asking, when's daddy coming home? And nobody knew. 
-hmm. Nobody knew where my dad was. He was out there floating around in the world somewhere. Mm -hmm. But in the end, we knew why. It would have helped us maybe to know earlier, but you can't tell your families, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so that is a way, you know, if they're supporting your family, it's no fault. But mm -hmm. he was still away a lot. Okay. The next one is if you were adopted, part of the foster care system, or had to go live in another folks' homes, even your parents or grandparents or your aunts, because your mom and dad couldn't take care of you. Mm -hmm. Next one, and this is the most common trauma, number seven, personal trauma. That's if you were ever bullied, didn't feel good enough, didn't fit in. Um, you might have been an overweight child. You might have been skinny and gawky or called a nerd. You might have had asthma or another medical condition or labeled ADHD in the schools, anything where you just felt different and not good enough. That's a huge one. Mm. Trauma number eight is sibling trauma. That's if your sibling bullied you, if they might've been born with a medical condition, commanding more of mom's and dad's time, or mm. most commonly you perceive them to be the golden child. So they might've been more talented, more athletic, uh, smarter than you. Somehow they got the favoritism of mom and dad. Mm -hmm. Okay. Trauma number nine has two parts. And one part is from the later list because there are more than 10 traumas. But mm -hmm. I had to bring this in because this is happening so often. Um, so 9A is family trauma. And this mm -hmm. is if anyone was incarcerated. If you grew up in a dangerous neighborhood, you remember a lot of talk around lack. We don't have enough money. We don't have money for food or fuel, you know, for the heat, the house, whatever. Um, if your family was a military family and you moved every two to four years, that put the kids as the new kid in the school. All the time. <laughs> you know how that is. Mm -hmm. um, or if, uh, you might have lost a home by mortgage crises. That was another mm -hmm. time that kids struggled. Part B is community trauma. That's our mass shootings, our school shootings, or loss of um, our neighborhoods, massive loss with Mother Nature. Fires, floods, hurricanes, volcanoes, I mean, all these natural disasters. Very traumatic for families and for little kids. And then the last one is if there's a mental health issue in mom or dad. The two most difficult for children to navigate is bipolar and borderline. Borderline is very erratic moods. You never know what you're going to get. So when they're good, they're great. But when they're bad, they're horrid, mm. you know, and very mm. hard to understand. And then uh, bipolar is manic depressive. So depression can come out as fatigue, um, checking out emotionally or anger. Mm -hmm. And manic phase could be high and happy, but also a gambling spree, spending spree, eating binge, anything like that. Mm -hmm. So those are the 10 traumas that I name. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And so with our three lists, we just kind of check off if I had this one with, for me, for a, a relation, a friend, a relationship. Yeah. If, well, parents. if you remember struggling with someone in a relationship, then you want to look at it. Look at it first with how many did you have, then mm -hmm. how many did they have? Because research shows people of trauma attract people of trauma, and then they struggle. I get and a then, lot of these. <laughs> <laughs> and if your mom had the issues, dad or both might have had those issues. Okay. So those are the 10. And then once I meet with people individually, we do a rating of one to 10 with severity. Mm. So someone that might've had really three bad, horrible beatings in their life say, oh, they were horrible. That was like a four to me. It's like, okay, that's their perception. 
but someone being beat three times a week every day of their childhood life, that's wow. certainly a 10, mm -hmm. right? So everybody is a different puzzle. We have to look at severities, what comes up, and then what are you struggling with right now in life? Mm. So um, how this shows up in life, for example, is addiction, mm -hmm. uh, ongoing anxiety, bouts of depression, not feeling good enough, mm -hmm. sabotaging yourself, like my partner did, you know, mm -hmm. in relationships, um, being stuck and not finishing your book because you're not feeling it's good enough. It's never good enough. So you could have mm -hmm. perfectionism, mm -hmm. right? Uh, a lot of people that want control as adults had no control or little control as a kid. So they control, they crave control as an adult. Mm, I can understand that. Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Um, jealousy comes from trauma number seven. And maybe, you know, trauma number two, hearing you're not good enough, you're not worthy mm -hmm. enough. Also being bullied at school because you felt different. So that can come out as jealousy. You know, your mm -hmm. partner may be showing you totally, I love you and all doing all the right things, but you're still jealous. Then that's coming from a deep unhealed wound. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I, I, have, I have a few of these, uh, about three of them um, that, that I'm looking at like, huh. That explains some things. I, <laughs> I didn't know how to put the labels on them. It's just kind mm -hmm. of stuff like I've went, went through it and it was just like, yeah, other people went through it and didn't think, don't think anything of it. Like it just, it just happens like right? it's life and keep moving on. But now you're saying <clears throat> that your research has shown that these types of things lead to other things manifesting in my life. Yes. Causing other problems in my life. Yes. Um, that's relationships, your business, finances, whatever. Um, and to manifest in these different areas that you just... So let's break a couple of them down, like finances, okay? If you s grew up with that lack message, hearing mm -hmm. we don't have enough and witnessing the struggle mm -hmm. or the fighting of mom and dad due to there's not enough money or he's not leaving her enough money, whatever, to mm -hmm. you know get food for the kids. That was one fight I heard a, a lot. You know, mm -hmm. you might be one tempted to go out and buy a lot for yourself. You know, this is when buying becomes love, right? Um, right. Or, or women that design or the design, the, want the designer labels. Oh, I need to have that. Then I'll be important or then I'll, I'll look like I have plenty of money. You know, mm -hmm. so that can come out in many different ways. Or the opposite, if you grow up with lack, you might be afraid to spend $3,000 on your book cover because it's like, wow, that's a lot of money. What if it doesn't work? Maybe mm -hmm. I'll just get this artist for $150. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. so for me, I was going to, it's like, I'm doing whatever it takes. I know the inside is good. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make that book work in mm -hmm. the way that I want it to work, you mm -hmm. know? So, and then you believe in yourself. It's just a matter of like, here we go on to the next step. But that okay. takes confidence. It takes confidence in your abilities to you know, put that book out there in a good way. Um, people pleasing. A lot of women do that in their relationships. And mm -hmm. this is a woman, if they come to me in a couple, she'll there, oh gosh, I'm so burnt out. Um, you know, I do everything for my husband and my kids. They do nothing for me. You know, <laughs> I'm the only one showing love and they never do or for me or show me love back. Mm -hmm. And this might've been the woman that grew up with the alcoholic mother who did everything to get the siblings ready for school, the breakfast out to the bus stop. So the hungover mother was not yelling and screaming at them all in the morning. And mm -hmm. that was her survival mechanism. And these things just become normalized. 
and mm-hmm. that's the problem. Yeah. Someone, yeah. So there's so many different examples I can give you. Excellent. Excellent. No, I know. I, I appreciate that because, um, and you know, it's not to say that everybody like you have some tr- craziness or whatever going on, and that you're all messed up. But there's no. some there's some explanation to why you may well, why you may behave a certain way, and because you become more aware of that, of course, with me working my own program. Um, that awareness helps me to start dealing with it. Now, how do I deal with this now that I'm aware of it? What do I do from now? That's and right. Part of that solution you, I heard you say is about dealing with spirituality. So I definitely got to hear you talk about spirituality <laughs> as it relates to um, these areas and others. Sure. Well, I became spiritual when my very dear childhood friend, we were friends since we were six, lived down the street and across the cornfield from me. Um, <laughs> so we were good buddies. And unfortunately, he was killed by a drunk driver when we were 16. And I had to make some sense out of that death because he was such a good person. Everyone in our school loved him. And I started to start reading in spirituality about that time. Mm -hmm. And then when I was at Penn State, my college roommate was murdered by her boyfriend in a domestic violence incident. Mm -hmm. So for Michael, I promised to help people with drug and alcohol issues. And I became Mm -hmm. LCADC, alcohol counselor. And for Corinne, I promised her and, you know, in my mind and heart spiritually that I would help women of domestic violence. And, you know, my Mm. book does. Um, And so does my program. A lot of women turn to me and men that have been um, violated emotionally, you know, abused emotionally. Um, And this is also for straight and LGBT couples as well or singles. Mm -hmm. So um, I have been studying spirituality since my young 20s. I really got into the Course of Miracles. I really like that, you know, and I talk a lot about that, you know, living in the light versus living in the dark side of light. Mm -hmm. In the light, this is where you're consciously aware, you're proactive, Mm -hmm. in the dark, you're unaware, and you're reactive. You see, so every choice, everything you say, do, is it on the positive side or is it in the negative side of life? Mm-hmm. So in positivity, there's happiness and purpose and love and passion and friendship, everything that makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. And then the dark side is anger, anxiety, depression, addiction. Mm-hmm. And with the addiction, once it starts or in the dark side, it's like a tornado, Mm-hmm. You know, if you're mad at your boss at home, at work, you come home, you're mad at your wife and you're mad at your kids. And it just <laughs> all, you know, is a big tornado. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the yin yang circle is what I use from Buddhism. I love Buddhism. Mm-hmm. And in the light, there's that little dark dot. And I said, that's the life challenges that are supposed to come up. We're in the earth school, according mm-hmm. to Buddhism. And we're supposed to be challenged. So if you're primarily living in the light and, and feeling very peaceful and calm about your life, when a challenge comes up, it's like, hmm, okay, well, this isn't working out for some reason. So what do I need to do next? Mm-hmm. Like watch me didn't get into BNN. So what do I need to do next? Well, you know, now that I'm in this publishing course, I, I see I had the wrong font and the mm-hmm. wrong type of copy on the cover. And you're only supposed to have so many syllables in your title for your cover. You know, mm-hmm. All these scientific little things I had no idea, nor was I taught. So it's like, okay, I'll learn how to do that. That's fine. And I'll just rewrite it to meet all these criteria. I can do that. So it's like, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Not, oh, why me? You know, <laughs> Ooh, That's well. on the dark side. That's a reaction. Oh, Pro wow. side is saw- what can I do? I just saw I saw I just saw a parallel between 
so this little subtle little bar, this little subtle bar, <laughs> y'all just got to catch the subtle bar and how it applies in so many different areas. Um, as far as this light in the dark, uh, mm -hmm. the spirituality, but then you also talk about the science that's talking about these core beliefs about self and how, and how you can improve those confidence, step into confidence and start doing more things as we talk about the, um, the childhood trauma and so forth. Right. I see both sides are talking about the same thing. So it, well, right, remember, I, the mm -hmm. childhood trauma is very unconscious mm -hmm. and it's usually unhealed, but trauma stays stored in the brain and the body cells. Mm -hmm. And what was frustrating with me, with my ex-husband, who we had this amazing love relationship, traveled the world together. Nobody would have thought anything was wrong. And all of a sudden, boom, you know, it was like a PTSD response for me. Wow. And it was like, mm -hmm. I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what he has. I don't know why he would do that. He didn't know why he would sabotage. Mm -hmm. So it's a very frustrating to be as you don't know what you don't know. So I describe it like a rainbow. As you mm -hmm. learn, as your unconscious becomes consciously aware, which is a spiritual phenomenon, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. As you get more trust because you have faith in what you can do and start changing your life, creating the life that you want, you go up that rainbow, but you're going to slip and you'll go up and you're going to slip. And people say, why do you have to slip? Because the unconscious is so strong, mm -hmm. you know? And when you come from childhood trauma, part of the survival was, looking outside of yourself. Well, it's their fault. You know, if mom would have said she loved me, then I would have been more lovable or, you know, kind of that blame thing, which is in the dark side. Mm -hmm. And then in the light side is like taking responsibility. What did I go through? And that's okay. But now what can I do with that? So once we know what the childhood traumas were, we become very consciously aware at changing the personality mm -hmm. and the habits and the behaviors to be very positive. And mm -hmm. one of the sayings I have is, is it for the good of all? Before you it's do say, do mm -hmm. something, say something, write or text, is that for the good of all? And if it's not, don't do it. If in doubt, go without, if you know, without. don't okay. do it. I yeah. My, my pen, I got to listen to you and I put my <laughs> pen and just tucked away and was just nodding. There we go, hold on, hold on, I got it now, I got it now. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, there's a lot of spirituality. All my clients meditate. Meditation shows it decreases anxiety, depression, cortisol level, which is your fight or flight response, which keeps you in anxious uh, or agitated state and lowers blood pressure, increases dopamine and serotonin levels of the brain. So mm -hmm. myself and my clients, we meditate 15 minutes every day. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a four-step meditation called Divine uh, spiritual meditation. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, and then there's all kinds of different techniques that everybody does. And then depending on the person, I might have some vitamin therapy for them, you know, if they're showing high anxiety or high in depression, but none of my people are on psychotropic drugs. Thank they don't need them. They don't, they don't need, need them. them. It's a mindset. You get the that. mind super that. strong. I love yeah. that. And so, um, before we go into this, uh, we got we still got some more questions. A few more questions <laughs> before we close, start wrapping up here. But I still have a question here. Um, just a personal thing. I just want to know. What are your feelings? What are your thoughts about morning routines? Because it seems like this would be something that you... It's very important, morning routines. Uh, meditation is part of our morning routine. Right, that's what we be thinking so about. So it's taking our vitamins, uh, working in your exercise workouts, working mm -hmm. in your dates, 
you know, working in your front time. You mm -hmm. can't just have all work. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that's why I said, even if you're writing a book, you've got to take those head breaks, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, <clears throat> and schedule in fun time as well. Excellent. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. All right. So as we move forward here, I want to ask uh, about your, your best book promotion tip uh, <laughs> before we move into the final, more personal, fun questions. So what is your okay. best book promotion tip? I think it was walking into this, the individual stores in Barnes and Noble with mm -hmm. free books for mm -hmm. the manager. Um, okay. She could give the second set to somebody, one of the salespeople or put it mm -hmm. on her shelf, whatever. Um, and then just calling and asking to be a part of local Arthur day. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've gone and given speeches on how to write a book mm -hmm. that Barnes and Noble will put inside their stores. Mm. You know, so I offered to be helpful in any of their events that they had going on. Mm. Uh, holiday promotions. I offered to come in. I sat for like six hours doing book signings or walking around the stores and saying I'm a local author in signing books today. So mm -hmm. I would help them sell books. Ah, being of use. Okay. Being of service. Excuse me. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So let me, um, was it hard? Uh, was it hardcover or softcover? Did you put in there? No, they're paperback books. Paperback. Okay. Mm -hmm. cool. Interesting. So cheaper to mail. I think, yeah, yeah, but I think in the, I was thinking that you know, it's a bit of a bookstore. They're gonna uh, like Barnes and Noble, maybe a smaller one, my um, you know, local one. But I was thinking it needed to be uh, hardcover. But no. Okay. No. Cool. No, there's they're very high gloss, uh, very pretty water scenes. Uh, let me see if I, because I love the water. It's a personal thing. This mm -hmm. kind, this sometimes does not show. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, a Lexi. On. So it's live beyond your dreams. I don't know. There. There you go. That, that That's, a little lower there. It's really yeah. weird with the picture. No but um, they're, you know, they're water scenes, very pretty pastel. And then love is more fiery. You know, that code title is break free of toxic relationships to have the love you deserve. So they're both rated five stars on Amazon and they're on Nook and Kindle. Um, so I did both formats for the books as well. Excellent. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So uh, we already talked about how you leverage your book. So let's move into some of the, more, the fun, more personal stuff. Okay. So the first question is, what do you do on your days off that most people don't know about? Oh, well, I do like Sundays at CSL, Center for Spiritual Living. Really? So I'm pretty dedicated to going to, it's not even a church, it's in a building, but there's 500 mm -hmm. CSLs in the country. So there may be one near you. Mm -hmm. um, phenomenal message on a weekly basis. Or I watch Joel Osteen Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. um, Saturdays, I love beach time. That's when I can go down, mm -hmm. just chill out and read. Mm -hmm. uh, during the weekends, I love to go out and dance. What people really? may not know dance? about me, uh, man, I was a disco queen. What? I had the tramps party in at my house in Philadelphia. <laughs> wow. And um, my favorite story was when I danced the entire encore with Freddie Mercury of Queen, the mm -hmm. night of the opera concert in Philly. Really? Yeah, I worked for a radio station. So we brought in John Lennon and Alice Cooper, and I got mm -hmm. to meet all the the celebs when I was a teenager and they get, they paid me for that. It's like, mm. Oh, what a great job. <laughs> yeah. But That's that awesome. one with Freddie, I got to dance the entire encore. It was supposed to be two songs and they went to four. So um, that was really cool. Awesome. Yeah. 
That so. is awesome. 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 All right. So um, what is your favorite book? Uh, I don't know. I have to say my love beyond your dreams book is my favorite just because mm -hmm. it was really helpful for me to do that research right after my relationship exploded, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and it, the writing was very therapeutic. Love it. You know, that was a time that I needed healing. I needed answers. Nobody else could give me answers. There was no therapist that understood childhood trauma wasn't talked about. Mm -hmm. So everything I've researched started coming to my healing. I was so impassioned about writing it. So I have to say that's probably my favorite book. Love Outside it. of that, you know, I love all the masters, Dalai Lama, Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, Marion Williamson. I, you tend to read spiritually motivational books my whole life uh tony robbins since i've been 16 that's what i've been reading love it love it love it love it it's definitely it definitely shows in um the way you express yourself through um on both sides even though you're science you're in medicine and science mm -hmm. it's still there like which is still awesome to me that you have the the foundation is in spirituality but then you moved into the science and other i explain the stuff that it's just, I need money a little more than the spirit is off. I need a little more right. than that to understand <laughs> what's going on. I love that you came about the healing portion there. Um, I believe you had your favorite quote is you can't change what you don't understand. That's right. Absolutely. That's so, so important. Most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, before, we, before answering the last final questions here on, um, you know, what's coming up next for you um, and how to, you know, uh, TFP family can connect with you, find out more about, uh, what you have to offer there and to get into their own healing, where to get to grab the copies of the workbook and so forth. Um, let me take the, take the mic right now. It's your audience, your microphone, your camera um, to share the, with the TFP family what your message is. Tell, give them what your message to them is. I, you know, really, I just want to say, don't wait. Time is so short. You know, with the loss of my two friends, I always questioned how much time do I have? If writing a book is, is in your soul, in your heart, then just do it. Don't let anybody tell you you can't. Don't, you know, let anyone tell you it's ridiculous. You know, that's what people thought when I was doing all of mine. Who cares? It's about you and your message. So take a few days, go somewhere quiet where there's no one that can bother you and just start. That's number one. Number two, you know, now is the time to create that life that you desire and to have the love you deserve. If you're in an, any emotional uh, or abusive relationship, there is love on the other side of that. You know, either reach out for help. Um, if they won't go, you go, you start the process and two things will happen. They're gonna get nervous, you're gonna leave and they're going to join you, or you're gonna get strong enough to leave and then you go on to have a more fantastic life. Mm -hmm. So don't wait on any of that. And I'm here to help you if I can in any way. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Rihanna. Mm -hmm. Last thing. So as we find up, you said there, um, you have a gift for the TFB family. Did I, I have lots of gifts. I come bearing <laughs> gifts. <laughs> Most of them are on my website, riannamilne.com. Okay? okay. So as soon as you get in there, it says, take the free love test. So you have the childhood trauma checklist, the ACOA checklist, and one for single, one for couples, and they're free. They'll give you a lot of insight about what we talked about today. Second, if you scroll down, you'll see free book chapter downloads of both Live and Love Beyond Your Dreams. Remember, they're sister books meant to go together. 
-hmm. One's about the mindset for success. One's about success and love. So download them both, enjoy them. And if you do order them, please leave me a five-star rating and review. (laughs) Us authors always love our reviews. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, you'll see a way that you can download my free app. It's Lessons in Life and Love on the go. And my podcast, I release a new show every Friday. It's called Lessons in Life and Love. I talk about all the areas, love, uh, life, mindset, business, parenting, Mm -hmm. all life areas with this mindset for success. So there's much to learn over there, some phenomenal guests. So go on and check that out. And then there is the ebook that goes more into the childhood trauma stuff. There's about 12 pages there. So that's at havetheloveyoudeserve.com, havetheloveyoudeserve.com. Excellent. Definitely have those in the show notes. Is there any other way that you want CFP family to connect with you, social, anything like that? Um, if you really are struggling, if you do the love test and you want to meet with me personally, there is a way to do that right on my website. It's a huh. one-time low rate offer. And I dive very deep into the test that you take and you're going to learn a whole lot in that first hour. And it's actually two meetings with me, uh, getting to the bottom of what's going on for you in life or love. Love it. I I can, I believe it just from our conversation. I mean, I got, I have, I I have a lot of notes. (laughs) (laughs) That's just a tip of the iceberg. I mean, there's so much to teach you guys. Yeah. I could, I I absolutely believe that. I absolutely believe that. So Rihanna, I, uh, thank you so much for being on the show, uh, for sharing your message, being so transparent. And, and then share, helping us to understand more about our own limiting beliefs and how there is a solution out here for us. There is some help Absolutely. out here to get to the next level in our lives and in our love. <laughs> yes, that's right. You can heal this. That's the good news. You don't have to stay stuck. And you want to heal it, not only for yourselves, but for your children. Mm. So important. Like I look at my daughters that you know, had a difficult father and they are just excelling in life. Yeah. And, uh, foundations out here putting wells out in the african yeah love it now she speaks around the world and she was in forbes and inks magazine inc magazine top 11 female entrepreneurs you know she did hosting on hgtv and sings on multi-platinum cds so my other daughter's equally successful in her career choices it's just you know once you have the mindset for success or can teach your children this way of being Mm -hmm. and living it's just so much easier that's what's up. It's amazing. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So thank you so much for me. God bless you. Uh, thank, thank you, you Fortune. So much for pouring into the TFP family. You're welcome. God bless everybody. You've just listened to episode number 31 of the Wealthy Author Podcast with your host, D. Orlando Fortune. That's me. That's your boy. And I want to give thanks to our creator, y'all. We got to give cre- uh, thanks to our creator. But I want to ask you, do you have any questions or comments? If you do, go ahead and email them to fortune at thoughtfortunepress.com. Again, fortune at thoughtfortunepress.com. That comes direct to me. And if you want to turn your ideas into a branded book that books more speaking engagements, generates more leads, head over to thoughtfortunepress.com forward slash four brains. F-O-U-R, or they just use the number for it. Either way, it gets you there. Thoughtfortunepress.com forward slash four brains to grab a copy of the four brains template and map out your book. Y'all, it's so easy. You'll wonder why everyone hasn't written a book. 
That's thoughtfortunepress.com forward slash four brains. And y'all, if you like the show, do us a favor, share, like, and join. Take a screenshot and share the episode with the hashtag wealthy author podcast show us how much you like us by giving us five stars and a review on itunes and finally join us every week by subscribing to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode that's all for today y'all and as always say it loudly and do it proudly you are the mantra make life happen every day and remember you're only Bless. Talk to you next time.